The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast. That's Kyle Porter, the namesake. I'm Chip Patterson, and Kyle is uh, just really getting his on-the-course reporting on. He's got his microphone close to his face. Kyle, you're mm-hmm. there in the media center. How are things at Pebble Beach? Yes, hello, Chip. Uh, I'm sitting <laughs> uh, just just outside of the 18th green. And uh, yeah, I love it when on course reporters put like their clipboard over their microphone. Right. And they like hide the, they like hide their face. It's like a it's like a college football coach with his with his uh, play sheet. You're like, yeah, I don't I don't know how much that's working, but it looks cool, I guess. Well, all right. So if if you feel like you're bothering the people who are in the media center carols around you, just do that. Just hold up a, a notebook in front of your face, maybe a media guide. I'm holding up my uh, my headphone case yeah, over yeah. it. Good. <laughs> um, how was it? Was a safe, easy, easy trip in? How's your? I know a lot of the time that you've been spending on the grounds today so far have been uh, with with me on CBS Sports HQ. We've just been uh, rolling out tons and tons of content there. So CBSSportsHQ.com as always. But you know, you got your feet under you right now. Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, it's it's funny because. We go to, I feel like I've gone to New York just a bunch for majors in the last couple of years and coming out here, man, I just love it. It's so much more spread out. It's beautiful. You don't feel like it's all like just bunched up and clogged up, flew into San Francisco, drove down last night with the sun setting over the Pacific. It's, it's pretty good stuff, Chip. You're in a really good headspace right now and I'm happy to hear it. I got a run in by the beach this morning. It's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. So to all all you guys that are with me on couches, say <laughs> you enjoy it, Kyle. Hey, all right. So um, we we are gonna have our official picks coming up later. So as as we start to like uh, work our way there, I want to say, are you starting to have any late hunches or feels that uh, have maybe changed your opinion about what to expect from any of our favorite golfers? Uh, you know, Jeff Shackelford had an interesting report and I, I actually haven't been on the course yet cause we've been making hashtag content all morning, but, um, he had a report just about how like the scoring actually might be lower this year, uh, just because the greens are a little bit slower than, than maybe we see at us opens traditionally. Okay. And I think that's pretty interesting. I, I don't know if it necessarily, um, changes what i'm thinking a lot he, he also had a report that the rough in the fair like like the rough off of fairways is up a, a lot and so you're going to see a lot more hacking out than maybe we've seen in recent years and so i you know that that kind of pushes me a little toward that webb simpson matt kuchar brant snedeker 
kind of trio. Like sure. the, the guys, the guys kind of in that grouping door. I'm like, huh, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if there's, if there's something there. Um, and I think what's interesting, we talked a lot about the advantage. And I've said this repeatedly at Beth page, the advantage you have when you're Brooks Kepka length off the tee at a place like Beth page is that everybody's going to hit it in the rough, but you're hitting a sand wedge out instead of a six iron mm. or a nine or a nine iron out instead of a five iron. And that advantage is going to be taken away. I think here, because if you're Kepka, you're still hitting the nine iron out, but uh, somebody else, it, 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 the drives are just going to be more bunched up because the course is so much shorter. Right. And so I think it removes a little bit of that advantage for uh, some of the longer bombers. So I've been, uh, one, one player in particular, I've been so confident in because of iron play and ball striking. But then I started to think about how easily I could see the, like, um, the, the T the driver or not the driver, but just T shots and playing off the T, get him in trouble is Tommy Fleetwood. I don't yeah. know what to think about Fleetwood right now because he, if he's not able to get any advantage against the field with his driver, and if he ends up getting wayward with, um, with his tee shots, then he is not going to be able to get uh, the the kind of great looks that I'm imagining. The silky smooth Tommy Fleetwood from the edge of the fairway, just sticking it close. He's not going to have those opportunities if he's ending up in the rough all the time. So he is. Um, do you know what his numbers are in terms of strokes gained this year? I think he's like eighth off the tee, and I think yeah. that maybe he's got like top fifteen around the green. I forgot, but it's it's like what top fifteen, top twenty, probably consensus yeah. for a lot of categories. Yeah, so he's four, he's actually fourth off the tee. Uh, he's forty one on approach shots, twenty uh, ninth around the green, and then uh, eighth overall and eighth total tee to green. So, you know, like again, he's somebody who off the tee he just crushes, right? And is some of that mitigated this week? I don't know, man. Maybe like DJ's had a ton of success here. So I'm hesitant to say like, Oh, the, the big bombers are not going to have the advantage. Like DJ just rolls here. So I, I, I don't know that that's actually true, but I, I do think it's going to be interesting to sort of, um, I don't know, analyze as we kind of go on. The one thing that I feel very sure of chip is if you look at the top five, uh, at the end of the week in terms of greens and regulation, I think those top five are all going to be on the top 10 and on the leaderboard at the end of the week. Well, like I, I think that is the the stat that will correlate most closely to who, which guys have success at this tournament. And, and so like taking it one step further, because those are going to be the players who give themselves birdie looks and there's just not that going to be that many birdie looks. And if you've got more than anyone else, you've probably made more than anyone else and you're probably winning. Well, yeah, and like green, look, greens and regulation here are going to equate to uh, like great proximity to the hole because, because the they're tiny, are so, right? Yeah, they're so small. If you're hitting a green, you're going to be close to the hole, and uh, yeah, I just so to me that just screams of your Patrick Cantlay's, your um, your Xanders. I love that pick. Your Hideki's. That's that's kind of my sleeper that I'm looking at. And, and your DJ, your, you know, obviously your DJs and, and guys like that. But you know who, who it doesn't scream of? Who? Jordan Spieth. Oh. 
I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't. Uh, a late speed fade. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that's what it is. Um, I, I can, I, I can tell you that I have not increased. I think that I've got Spieth in a head-to-head against Rory, but that's just part of a coordinated fade Rory play. If Rory, if Rory McIlroy wins the 2019 U.S. Open, things have gone very poorly for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shorting so much McElroy stock that if uh, the Ulsterman is is hoisting the claret jug for the second time in his career, uh, it is it is not good <laughs> over I, here. So I I talked to somebody who walked with Rory on um, Tuesday. Yeah, for a few holes, more than a few holes, several holes, and they're like, "Look, didn't miss a shot. I mean, could not could not miss a shot." And then he followed that. This person followed that up by saying, "So, who knows how this week is going to go?" <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It just—it seems so obvious that he should dominate places that require great ball striking and and all kinds of shot shaping. And he—he just—he just hasn't, you right? Know? Like he's missed the cut at three straight USA. It just—it doesn't all add up to me, and. Uh, would I love to see him compete and contend and win? Yes, absolutely. I think that'd be, I think that'd be awesome for him to get to, to five major championships. I just, I'm very dubious of that taking place and on a course where you're going to have to control your distance. You're going to have to hit, um, you know, knockdowns and three quarter shots and and all these different things. I just. Just doesn't it doesn't reek of uh, a ton of Roy McIlroy success. Although I will say, uh, people have been talking about how Hamilton, the the course last week, is sort of like uh, Sean Martin called it a uh, Pebble North. We the North is actually what he said, and uh, damn it, Sean. and he he cr- he crushed there. So who knows? I so I'll tell you what reeks is the uh, the amount of alpha that Brooks Kepka is spraying all around the grounds there. I mean, I he's, he's walking into the backgrounds of selfies. He's telling the wimps to stop complaining at the podium. I mean, the, we, we talk about character development, but may, and I think, I think that while he certainly is going to have arguments for being, you know, golfer of the year, golfer of this era or, or this run or whatever, like Brooks Kepka's most improved character development, definitely here in this season. Yeah, it's it's been interesting because you look. I mean, as think about this: as recently as two years ago, this week he had no majors. He had not won a major championship, and and you, he kind of comes in. You're like, oh yeah, Brooks Kepka, he's a good player. He's won a few times. He's had some some good finishes at majors, you know. Uh, but he got but that asterisk because it was Aaron Hills. Yeah, but I'm talking about before, like the week of Aaron Hills. He had not yet won a right, major. right, right, for sure. And, and so, and now he walks in and he, I mean, legitimately, like he, he's just acts like he owns the place and he, and he, and he sort of does. And he does. And so, yeah. That's the, the thing yeah. is like, he, he absolutely has every right. He's like the quarterback team captain back at a family at a class reunion. Like he has everything going for him right now. And you know, what's interesting. I was talking to a couple of people about this this morning. I think there's a little bit of, um, I think the unintended consequence of that, I, I think there's been a little rub against DJ. Oh, I love it. Yes. Give to, it to me. To where I, th- to where I think DJ is kind of like, and, and this, this was from other people that I talked to, to where DJ is like, 
wait a second, what, what are we doing here? What, what's this all about? You know, and look, not a lot frustrates DJ. He's obviously he's like whatever, but I, it 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 feel it. Somebody put it to me like this. They said it's almost like they've both become like too big to coexist as like you know these this the the Spieth JT narrative of like oh they're best friend like I don't I think they're like I don't I don't think they're like that tight you know and I think it sort of is like. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's sort of annoys DJ, and I think, I think if I don't know that DJ needs motivation, but I think it's there if he wants it. I love that. I. I mean, like you know, all credit to it's great m- media-driven storylines, but I'm going to participate in this one. Absolutely, that is like. Well, but I don't. That's uh, well, but, but isn't the media, but I'm, isn't the media-driven storyline that they're like bros and like you know besties and whatever no i'm Bash gonna, brothers no no no. i'm running with this and i'm just hoping that we get a golf digest expose about a kettlebell getting thrown at joey d's <laughs> i want uh, i want to so hear that, that so they were p- they were screaming at each other like three months ago like i don't, I don't need it to be recent but i want to get the expose <laughs> about some fight they got in so then we can go back and start tracing what their results were since then but this is part of it chip uh kepko left joey d Oh wow! Oh man! And yeah, this, wow, this, this is wow. like real, this is like real stuff. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like look. I I don't think it is. I don't know that there's animosity. I'm not, I'm not like trying to stir something up. I'm just saying it, it doesn't like behind the scenes from people I've talked to. It, there's um, not that there's a rift, but there's definitely they're a, just not maybe as a chummy. Splitting, yeah, a, a splitting of the universe, so to speak. Oh wow. Wow. Love it. It's fun. It's great. (laughs) All right. We will get into our perfect finish and our expert picks on the other side right after this. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And now it's time for the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light with Kyle Porter. He's on the scene at Pebble Beach, the U.S. Open. Kyle, what is your perfect finish? 
I mean, I think we just talked about it, didn't we? My perfect finish is DJ and Kepka, three strokes ahead of the field, tied on the back nine on Sunday. I don't, I don't care how it plays out. I just, I just would, I would like to see that. And I think, I think you get, this happens in all sports, right? You get the, um, you get the made for cable TV narrative, and then you get the actual narrative, like the behind the scenes, the one the media doesn't really want to talk about or can't talk about or whatever, like the real narrative. And uh, those those would be two pretty contrasting narratives, I think, if that were to happen on Sunday afternoon. We would have uh, Brooks against DJ being played in one hand as uh, friends just going at it on the golf course, and on the other hand as uh, two 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 alphas that are very much trying to stake out their own claim and create their own universe that might not include the other. Yeah. I think I think I would throw in if we're talking about the the very perfect finish, I would throw in a hard charging fill just coming home in like thirty two on Sunday. And that has been the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light at the end of the round when you need that refreshing beverage with a perfect finish. Always choose Amstel Light. I've got a conundrum this afternoon, Chip. I need your I need your advice. I need your your sports media wisdom. Should I go should I go Rory Presser at one PM or should I go out and walk uh, the back nine with uh, a foursome of Ricky, DJ, Victor Hovland, and Austin Eckro. That's my, it. My, OSH, yeah. my OSU guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm kind of feeling that. No, listen. Rory's going to say whatever Rory's going to say, and y'all will get to talk about whatever socks you've got on later when y'all are out on the course. Um, <laughs> I, I think just honestly, I bet walking with Dustin Johnson at Pebble Beach is worth the price of admission. Mm, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah. Plus, I mean, have you gotten a chance to get out and walk the course? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's yeah. that's the decision. No, no, Rory at one p.m. Uh, go out there and do do the rest back nine with uh, Ricky Victor Hovland. Who'd you say the other one was besides DJ? Uh, Austin Eckrod. He's a soon-to-be junior at Oklahoma State. Sean, Sean did, uh, Martin did joke that. Rory um, might have bumped his press conference uh, just so I could come to it on Wednesday afternoon because I didn't get in until Tuesday night. Uh, obviously not true, but a uh, little, little bit of concern there. Mm. Um, well, do you want do you want to go ahead? And, oh, we got to get we got to get our expert picks before we get out of here. Um, final final say at what you submitted, or if you want to just make some bold predictions, expert picks. Yeah. What do you think? I. Well, I, I'm jealous of your Xander pick. I, I love that pick, and uh, I think he's completely flying under the – I don't even know if, like, the radar is aware of where Xander flies or if there is a radar on him. Um, but I, I, I'm going DJ. So I, I took DJ to win, Tiger top 10, and then uh, Hideki as my sleeper at 40-1. to 1. The DJ pick is it's a little – I mean, it's cliche just because he's had so much su- success here. But uh, I mean, he's just—he should be right there, right? Like top top two at the first two majors. Uh, Should have won here in ten. Won two uh, Pebble Beach Pro Ams. It's just 
I don't know. I, I, look, I, I'm, I'm at a very comfortable place with Dustin Johnson where he has been arguably the best player in the world for so long that I just have to accept at any given time he could potentially win. Like, you, you oh, this this course isn't going to give him the driving advantage. But it's like, I just, I just think Dustin Johnson is – he's it. Like, it, what did I pick him for the PGA or the Masters or maybe both? Like picking Dustin John, <laughs> picking Dustin Johnson shouldn't take any like course history. You should be like, I don't know. I'm going to pick Dustin Johnson because he's really, really good. Not just how about this? Not just at golf, but at winning golf tournaments. Yeah. He's only yeah. got one major, but he's won a lot of 72 hole tournaments. Yeah. I, I would like, I mean, yeah, I would like to see it at another major for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it will be right there. I think he'll have an opportunity to win and, uh, I think it'd be cool if he did. I, I think I think the DJ Brooks at majors storyline turning into like a legit competition would be because um, it's not right now. I mean, Brooks is just boat racing him, and for that to turn into a real thing, I think would be pretty awesome. I would root for that. So we, you and I, both have Tiger Woods as our top ten lock. Yep. Have you? At what point will you start to prepare your brain for the potential that he wins? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not, I mean, um, I'm, I'm nowhere. If like all of a sudden this goes down, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a mess. Like I, yeah. I, I, I do not have the warnings set up yet to prepare myself for a tiger winning this U S open. Yeah. I mean, to go, I've said it a hundred times, but to go Augusta pebble within a hundred days of each other is just, it'd be a joke. Uh, I think, I think after 36, I think after 36, you get a, um, you know, you get a picture of like, okay, what what's the tournament going to look like? Now, how it plays out is a different story, but you knew after 36 last year at Shinnecock, okay, DJ's this, the story no matter how it plays out because he's got a, he's got a four-stroke lead. There's only been one guy to ever blow a four-stroke lead um, after 36 holes at the U.S. Open. He goes on to blow it uh, partly because of weather, partly because – his score was propped up by the way he was putting over the first couple of rounds. So, but, but all that to say, like you sort of get, you, you get an idea of like what the structure of the, of the narrative will be going into the weekend. And I think if Tiger is included in that structure, then you can start thinking about the Augusta pebble, uh, you know, same year deal. Um, your sleeper is Hideki. Have we addressed it here on the podcast yet? Uh, I don't know. I've addressed it in like 900 different places. He Same. is probably gonna <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna put a couple of balls into the Pacific Ocean. That's been my line. Um, but he's gonna ball strike the thing to death. I mean, he's he's I think number two in strokes gained on approach shots. That's gonna be useful at Pebble Beach. I don't know why he should not be. He should not have worse odds than Phil Mickelson. There's I mean that's that's I think that's crazy. Um, my, I, I sort of, I came out with that Siwoo sleeper in our extra picks written, but as I've had a chance to change it <laughs> today during our U S open preview show on CBS sports HQ, I went with web and I feel like that goes, that probably goes right back to what you said at the beginning of the show, that if your mind is starting to drift more towards, uh, your Matt Kuchar, your Webb Simpson, your Brant Snedeker, how about the guy who, was playing pretty well at the Canadian Open, has won a U.S. Open, and has been playing really, really well, really for this sort of like two- to three-year run in his career. Man, I was talking to Sean about this this morning. I love Webb this week. Yeah. Um, he played great last week. He's 
you know, again, like I was looking up his, his, his driving numbers. He, he averages like 287 off the tee, which is not in the top 100 on the PGA Tour. But guess, guess where that doesn't matter? It doesn't matter at Pebble Beach. And so he's going to be in fairways. I, I, I mean, I think he I, – I legit think Webb Simpson could win the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach this week. I really do. Not yeah. like if he has a great week. I'm just saying if he plays like he's been playing and makes a couple putts, I think he could win it. He said after the Canadian Open, uh, I feel really, really good about my putting this week, and that's what you need to win a U.S. Open. You got to make the short ones, long ones. You just got to have it rolling. And uh, and yeah, that's that's if you've still if you hear this and you still got some time and you're looking for a sleeper, Hideki and Webb, good value yeah. there. Kucher too. Kucher. I don't I don't know what Kucher's number was, but. He's like third on the PGA Tour in greens and regulation, having the best year of his career. He's played well at Pebble before. There, there's there's a lot of interesting guys that hit it like 286, 288 off the tee, but they're going to just pound. Jim Furyk? How about Jim Furyk this week? As a, <laughs> as a contender to win? As a long shot? As a sleeper? Sure, as a sleeper. What, what are his, Do you know what his odds are? Um. I can look them he up. He is he's one twenty five, so he's got better odds than Siwoo. That's weird. Um, but yeah, I, I just if you if you pound the fair, I mean, I and Shackleford referenced this, but like you're gonna see, I think, the you know the traditional U.S. Open that guys are clamoring for, where it's tighter fairways or it's yeah it's tighter fairways and, and you're having to just hit it right down the middle i think you're going to see more of that this year and that's going to favor guys like furick like kutra like webb who are straight but not as long as guys like kepka and rory what about uh jason day man eh, i don't know i i just his ball striking is not that good you know he's he's had success at pebble because He's got a really good short game in terms of getting up and down and putting, but I, I think some of that's mitigated this week. Because we always see putting sort of mitigated at a U.S. Open because the greens are so difficult to putt on. And I just – I don't think that – I think it's going to be really hard to get it up and down as much as he does because of how high the USGA is growing the rough around these greens. Mm. Okay, let's see. Who else do we haven't talked We haven't talked about Justin Thomas. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's in my nine that can win it, you know, like I, I want him, I want to be on, like, if I had to pick nine guys, I want him in it just because of the, just because of the iron play. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable with his irons. He's got all the shots. Um, he, Memorial wasn't great. That back nine on Friday was like, wow, this is, this is not good. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Look, I think Justin Thomas is going to win multiple U.S. Opens in his career. I don't know if it'll be Pebble, but uh, I do think that he will win multiple of these events over the course of the next fifteen or twenty years. All right, well, uh, get out there, go find DJ and Ricky, and Victor Hovland. Let's do it. Go, folks! You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Enjoy the championship. Thanks, Chip. <laughs>